0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. My name is Ralph McLeod. I am the owner and artistic director of the SoCap Improv Comedy Theater in Toronto at 154 Danforth Avenue. On the second and third floor above the Black Swan Tavern, we do improv shows, classes. We also have stand up shows and sketch shows. You can rent our venue and put on your own shows. By sending an email to rentals at socap.ca. That's socap That's S O C A P is in Peter.ca. Uh, we also do classes. We're almost always registering for new classes. Our classes are usually seven or eight weeks long, and, and we register every seven or eight weeks. Um, yeah, we do corporate events. You can. Uh, we do a lot of uh, a lot of birthday parties. I think I was saying it's a week ago or a couple of weeks ago that I've done more like uh birthday parties or uh um engagement parties in the last year than I did in the previous five years. And that's including or not including, I guess, the pandemic. Um because obviously we didn't do anything during the whole lockdowns. Um yeah, so socap.ca is our U R L. Uh you can always reach me at Ralph at socap.ca so S-O-C-A-P is in Peter C A all right so uh this improv this podcast is about improvisation improvisation for the stage uh, but also uh i tend to really delve into improv for its other benefits that are not related necessarily to being on the stage but in real life like what why would someone who is not interested in being the next tina Fey why would that person be interested in improv? And that's, I I try to talk about that as well as um, the reasons for being on stage. I just began a a new uh, Fundamentals one class, which are people who by and large are brand new to improv, or very new. And, um, you know, as, as I was saying to them, you know, most of my students now, whereas 20 years ago, most people took improv because they wanted to be performers comedians they wanted to get on stage and now it's flipped it's very few people come however uh many and i I don't know i'm gonna say roughly half probably a little less than half but around that of my students eventually do make it up on stage in some capacity uh generally that's um we do a thursday night show called uh, uh things to do Tonight." Uh, to take advantage of um, what people type into their search engines, and uh, you know, and that's a really fun show. Um, it's consistently entertaining, even if you're not a student, or uh, but if you're curious, I, I recommend coming to that one, and you'll see what what it's like. Anyway, a lot of a lot of students do wind up on stage because it is, you know, one of those um, things that you know that it like it's um. It is a goal. It's something, it's going to be very nerve wracking. And it's one of those things you do it and it's, oh, okay. Like many things that we fear that the actual doing of the event itself is not as fearful or as bad as, you know, the, the buildup, you know, in our own brains that we, you know, that we think it's going to be. It's usually not that bad. People, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, if I can do that, what else can I do in that kind of hormetic way? of that which does not kill you makes you stronger uh not always true but true of many things like um you know getting up on stage in front of people okay i didn't die the ground didn't open up and i didn't didn't swallow me i didn't make a complete fool of myself in fact i felt kind of cool and again uh it can also you know not go great it's i'm not gonna lie and say everybody has an amazing time uh some people do some don't some have a like time but i think it's uh if it's something that interests you i encourage you to do it um for many reasons that i've already outlined but also just to bear in mind maybe your concept of what it would be like is not necessarily what it will be like and in my experience these things are not as scary to individuals as what they make up in their brain all right so today uh, I wanna talk about um, uh, uh, process scenes. So a process is uh, anything that has a beginning, middle and end. It isn't like an activity or a ritual, uh, something you do in your everyday life that has a beginning, middle and end, like making a sandwich. Making a sandwich is a process. It's, there's a beginning, you know, looking for gathering ingredients. There's a middle the making of the sandwich itself and there's an end the sandwich is complete Uh, that is a very simple one but there are an infinite probably number well probably not infinite but a very large number of these things everything from surgery doing an operation uh, going on a trip uh, a date at a restaurant um you know going to bed waking up like all of these things have they're, they're, they're processes, they're, they, they are processes, yes, they have a process to them, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the other thing about them is that they are, um, they can be described, I guess, you can, oh, the beginning is this, the middle is that, that's the end. Uh, and they, they are independent sort of of the emotions going on around them. So, uh, Right, so the the thing about process is, uh, to have a process in a scene, there's a lot of very um, great benefits to having a process and there's also some downsides. So I'm going to start with the benefits of them. Uh, The first one uh, being that it roots you and your scene partners in a time and space. So like if you are uh, exactly, if you are with a team partner and you're on a date at a restaurant, there's a beginning, arriving at the restaurant, uh, you know, there's the middle, ordering your food, having your food arrive, and there's the end. Oh, the food is done, the check has come, and now it's the time to decide what to do with the rest of our evening. So there's a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, and that will root you in a, in a, and I mean root, like it will ground you in a place, like we're in a restaurant. Because without processes, what tends to happen are the improvisers just become kind of floating heads. They are individuals who who have no readily definable location uh, or um, relationship. Who are these people? Uh, and that's a pitfall definitely of newer improvisers who tend to just be disembodied heads or embodied heads, I guess, but without any... It just looks like two people who kind of know each other in a random location that is ill-defined. And um, that makes one's life much more difficult. So uh, that's the first thing about having a process is it roots you. And it also gives you a suggestion of a connection, a relationship, a reason why these two people or three people or whomever, how many people we have, would be together in a time and place. I mean, obviously, two people in a restaurant, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is a date. It could be friends catching up. It could be a celebration between a a parent and a child. It could be multitudes of things, but it it has some suggestion. It eliminates things that it probably is not, right? It's probably not uh, two people who've never seen each other before, unless it's a blind date or but it's going to make certain suggestions to one's brain as to what's going on. We're not just going to be two random people floating around in space. So that's number one. It roots us in a time and place, which is great. Uh, The second major benefit to having a process is if you don't know what to say or you don't feel compelled to say anything, you can go back to your process. If your process is making a sandwich and you're having a scene with somebody, and you're stuck with something to say, well, go back to the fridge and get some more mayo or some mustard. But it will give you, uh, you know, you'll, you'll feel, one will feel less in, inclined to fill empty space with just empty words because, oh, you know, I can I can lick off my knife or I can like cut another tomato. Uh, if it's surgery, I can go back to opening up the patient or asking for gauze or forceps. So it, it roots you and it gives you something to do. If you don't know what else to say right now, you can go back to it. The third thing that's really, and my, that's really, um, beneficial to having a process and having an environment is an environment, much like having an emotion will make it more likely that you'll be in the moment. You'll be present. It's, it's, uh, it's very difficult to, You know, see the things that are around you in your imagination. Like if you are a surgeon, uh, improvising as a surgeon, it's very hard to look down and see a body and see, you know, the body being cut open and internal organs and blood and forceps and sponges and all that stuff if you are not in the moment. It's very hard to be doing that and be thinking about like, oh, what's for dinner? Or, oh, this person in my life who's totally vexing me. Um, And that will make you more alive and more part of uh something that's bigger than yourself which is one of the magical things about improvisation is that it it does it brings you into uh, uh a, an experience an event something that's happening between you and other people that's not just dry empty words it's, it's an experience and that's one of the major benefits which i've talked about in other podcasts and i won't go into here so those are the big three it gives you uh it it, it roots you in a specific time and place mostly uh it suggests interactions with other people and connections and reasons why you would be there and things that we can discuss and talk about and the third is it helps uh, bring you into the present moment i can always not always they shouldn't say always but often i can tell when people are present because they can be improvising and someone will say oh what's that over there and they'll turn And without missing a beat, they'll say, oh, that's a bird. Uh, You can only really do that if you're in the moment. If you have to look and you have to think about what that is and reject three things because they're not interesting enough and like, oh, it's a flying saucer, that person generally is not in the moment. They're not part of an experience that's happening right now. They are inventing, they're lost in their own head. Uh, And that's not a criticism. That's just, that's, that's, um, for me it's 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 a that's where we don't want to be because it cuts us off from our you know flow state from our experiencing things with other people state being part of something that's bigger than myself state which is one of the uh to me things that we strive towards as human beings when i look around that's what i see what people want right to make connections with other people to be part of something bigger than themselves and that's that's what that all entails. So, so that's, that's what a process is. And that's what a process scene is. And, and, and really you can have scenes that have processes within process, within a process. So not to get too far down the rabbit hole, but you know, if you're going on a trip, say you and your, your scene partner and you're a couple and you're going on a, you know, a, a long overdue vacation, well, the first part of the process might be packing, you know, we going to get our suitcase. We fill our bags done oh we're all packed right then we have to get to the airport oh well we call a cab we get in the cab we arrive at the airport so and that's all within a larger process of going on a vacation which could be broken down into like well first we have to get on the plane first we have to get to the location the second one is we experience the what happens on the vacation which is where we'll find out what's really going on between these people And then the third part is the return home. And um, just before I move on to the pitfalls, there is one extra little thing that I left out, which is a bit more of an advanced idea, and it probably should have its own podcast, but I'll just touch on it here. And that is that the process can become a metaphor for the relationship between the characters. So for example, if it's two people out and they're uh, golfing, you know, if the relationship is going well, you know, after one character strikes a ball, the other character will say, nice shot, hole in one, right? And that, that will mimic or be a metaphor for what's going on between the people. Oh, they like each other. Things are going well. Versus if they don't like each other, they hit the, you shot, ooh, oh, that's uh ooh, you really hooked that one, or you put that one in the water, or, you know, it's somehow, or you hit somebody, right? It's bad. And that will tell us, oh, there's a there's something going on that's bad within the relationship, generally. I'm not saying this is always universally true, but generally, very generally, it is true. And, and similarly, if something goes, maybe everything's going well, but then something goes amiss in the process, oh, now the stakes are changing between the individuals, right? We're operating, everything's great, sponge, retraction, oh, great, oh, get that sewed up. And then if something goes wrong, oh, uh, doctor, he's losing a lot of blood. Oh, that means there's tension now within the process, and that tension will bleed over and become a metaphor for the tension or disharmony that's happening between the characters. So there's, there's a back and forth there, too. You know, if, you're, if you're doing a process of making somebody dinner and everything's going well, they'll like whatever you put in front of them. Even, you, can, you, you put mac and cheese, oh, love mac and cheese put, you know, steak and eggs, whatever, I don't know, whatever. They love it. They, you know, they're not having a good time. You put in front of them filet mignon and they were like, are you kidding me? You know, I'm a vegetarian. Which just as a, a, an aside, you know, if I had a dollar every time someone offered someone like cheese or milk or something, and it's almost written, unwritten rule now, uh, Rule not rule, but it, it's almost always you'll hear, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. And if anybody ever says that to you in a scene, the best response is, I know eat it. <laughs> and it's automatically funny. Oh, you knew they were lactose intolerant, and you gave it to them anyway. You know, it's just somebody fishing for vague uh, um, negativity or, or a conflict. Uh, so ratchet it up. Give, give them what they want. And ratchet it up. I know. That's why I gave it to you. Now, there are two major pitfalls to processes, which I'll touch on. And these are, these are ones uh, to really be on your guard about uh the first and the main one is that the process becomes what we talk about right sandwich you know if whenever somebody says can i get a suggestion you're making dinner the first thing someone will say what's for dinner right oh you're making soup oh i love your soup yum oh great is that you know (laughs) are those peas and here's this the reality nobody cares about your process nobody cares about the actual thing like if the process is a job interview Nobody cares if you get the job or not. He's really Since it's not real, it's really hard to make us care. The process only exists so that we can see these characters. So while you have the process, try not, you can maybe, you know, a line here and there, oh, it smells good. And that will tell us, oh, it's going well, right? Versus, oh, geez, what are you cooking? That's awful. It tell us it's bad. So as long as you don't, the scene is not about the process itself, even if you comment on it, it's really about the characters and relationship. So don't get caught up in talking about the actual process. There's a there's a sort of a aside one of these or a specific case of the process scene, which is the teaching scene, which is, let me show you how to flip burgers. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And, um, you know, years ago, there was like this huge, if anybody does a teaching scene, you'll be banned. Uh, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know, yes, yes. If, if it's a scene about showing someone how to flip burgers or, or fix a bike or surgery, uh, it's not going to be interesting. And we can't, don't even, I again, that's a whole separate podcast, which I will get to. Uh, but for now, uh, don't make your scene about the process. Uh, and the second major pitfall about doing a process scene is uh, a lot of people find it very difficult to, just make a sandwich uh without making it they want to make it interesting right so they can't just have you know oh here's some cold cuts and some tomatoes and some lettuce and some mayo between two slices of bread yum no it's got to have like are those bad things is that uh you know the blood of my enemies you know they'll they'll try to make that interesting and i'm not saying never do that but the the thing is it's weird And I when I say weird, what I mean is it's outside my expectation. I don't make a sandwich with the blood of my enemies in it. Now, if you can make that relatable to me, hundred percent go for it. But, uh, in, in general, if you are a doctor, there's, there's a, I don't, I didn't make this joke or this comment, but I could have, and that is that nobody would ever go to, uh, an improv doctor for treatment because whenever people improvise as doctors or surgeons, They're so inept at their job that nobody would ever go to them. So, uh, because they wanna make the process interesting. Oh, I can't just be a regular doctor who takes blood pressures and prescribes medications. I have to like, you know, take out their heart while they're sitting in my office. No, that's just bizarre. And again, if you can make it relatable and make me understand what is happening and why that's possible, great. But don't, don't think that just by making some kind of joke about the process being weird, that that's going to make us interested. It won't. It'll just turn us off completely, because we won't know what's going on. And the cardinal rule, again, I hate these. I keep saying the word rules. But I don't mean rule. Um, but what you know, an audience that doesn't know what's going on, that's not involved in what's happening, will very often tune out, because the, the the idea is it's not for them. So don't make your process. Don't try to make it interesting by making it uh weird (laughs) weird without making it relatable, you can make it weird i love it but you gotta you gotta explain to me why you know why there's blood of your enemies on that sandwich and that's a whole other podcast too um so the so my general kind of rule of thumb for people sorry to use that expression uh i'm gonna take the word rule out of my vocabulary somehow but the general principle or guideline is if you want to be a doctor and you're a bad example of a doctor, like my favorite one is the therapist, you know, the the, the talk therapist, the cognitive behavioral therapist who uh, is, uh, you know, treating a patient and you want to be a bad therapist. Okay, great, that's fine. But here's what the, the general guideline is. Be a therapist, like do what a therapist would do as best as you can while at the same time uh, being a garbage person. So maybe you're a therapist who like belittles their patients, or like, oh my god, do you have to keep talking all the time, uh, or makes it about themselves. So how am I doing as a therapist? What on a scale of one to ten, are you, you know, do you feel you're getting better? Uh, those are great, but uh, don't, you know, don't. Um, my my favorite one, I guess, is that I say all the time is like, if, if you're a surgeon, don't. Don't do your surgery with a chainsaw, but that's what most people will do. They'll run, 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 and they'll start up a chainsaw. I'm like, What is happening? Hold on. Stop. It's not funny. It's, it's, it just turns people off. Now, again, if you can write the third part of that, the synthesis part, you know, antithesis, antithesis, synthesis, and tell me why this doctor is operating with a chainsaw in a believable-ish way. I'm in a hundred percent, but a lot of people won't do that. They'll just make the process weird. And, and, and hope that that's going to be funny. And it's not. You know, the things that we think are going to be funny are not in general, in general, okay? Very few absolutes. Uh, and I if, I, if I say, if you get the impression from me that I'm talking in absolutes, uh, I'm not. I'm talking general guidelines, principles, you know. Everything can be subverted. And again, I, I've said this before, but if I had one rule about improv, it's probably that. Everybody on stage has to be in agreement as to what's going on for it to work. Uh, it can be funny without that, but typically it's funny because we're laughing at the train wreck that's happening on stage, not because of it, not because of what's happening. We're not. We're laughing at, not with. Uh, anyway, process great for the reasons I've outlined. Roots you in a place, gives you something to do if you're stuck for for uh, a moment. It keeps you in the present moment if you can open your eyes, If you can in your imagination, see everything that's going on around you, like really see the tomatoes as you cut them. Um, and also it, it's a good metaphor for what's happening between the relationship. The two major pitfalls again, are that uh, it becomes about the process. We're just talking about fixing this bike or going on a trip uh, and not actually having an experience between the characters. The emotional stakes are not changing. And the second one is that we, we try to make the process more interesting by being weird and wacky about it. Uh, and again, the weird and wacky stuff can work as long as you do all the work. Things can't just be a joke. That's it, it's gonna be, this is real. It's a real thing, it's not just a joke, it's a real thing. I'm cutting, I'm a surgeon and I operate with a chainsaw. Okay, that's real. What kind of surgeon will operate with a chainsaw? Not a good one, that's true. Maybe one that's got, you know, doesn't have a lot of other options. Maybe it's uh, an alternate reality where, uh, you know, chainsaws uh, developed uh, long before anesthetic or modern medicine. Maybe, but again, you got to do the work and make that relatable to me so that I can follow you. Anyway, that's my time today. Thanks so much for tuning in. a little late today, Uh, but uh, appreciate all of you listening. Please send me your questions, comments, uh, ralph at socap.ca. If you're sending them and writing them on, um, you know, on the wherever you're getting this podcast, I probably don't see them because no one's letting me know that they exist. All right. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye.